Ben, welcome to the Tread Podcast. I know this is a super uh, uh, interesting one. I'm definitely looking forward to it. People had a lot of questions for you, uh, so I appreciate you being on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Awesome, man. Um, so I know you don't have a ton of time, so um, let's just get right into it. Uh, first things first, like why did you why did you choose Tennessee? Right, you you grew up you grew up in uh, I think Knoxville, right? Yeah. Yes, I did. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've been a Tennessee fan my whole life, to be honest. So it was kind of a a dream come true to actually come here and play baseball. And um, I mean, out of high school, I, I wasn't really recruited at all. So I, I was lucky enough to get into Walter State and um, kind of through a connection with my high school coach. And then um, just had those two years to develop and then finally was, was getting seen by some people um, my second year at Walter State and, and was lucky enough to, to get offered by Tennessee. So that was kind of a dream come true for me. Did, did you go to like Tennessee camps growing up? Like, is, is that a school you always uh, were trying to play at and that you just weren't weren't quite good enough at that point? Yeah, I, I went to a, a lot of the like PBR camps at Tennessee and um, just kind of like tried to tried to do the prospect camps and stuff around the area and, and get noticed by them. But I mean, I just kind of I wasn't developed enough and I, I really wasn't good enough at the time. So um, and then I mean, going to Walter State was kind of perfect for that. Just give me two extra years to develop. So. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't really on their radar, I guess, in high school, but I was always trying to be. Gotcha. So, so take me through that. Take me through the the kind of development velocity progression from like freshman year of high school to now, because from your like perfect game profile, I think you were up to ninety five in high school. Like, you, so you weren't on their radar even like touching ninety five. Uh, that yeah, that was actually the summer after my senior year um, at a perfect okay. game tournament. Now I was already like, I think it was like almost August, so it was all, probably too late at that point, but. I mean, freshman year of high school, I was topping at 66, I think. Um, I was like five foot four, like 95 pounds. Um, I, I barely made the team, just kind of like was on JV for freshman and sophomore year. Um, I think my junior year, I kind of got over 80, uh, like 80, maybe 82, 83. And then my senior year, I, I hit a growth spurt between junior and senior year, and I kind of went up to touching 90 92 and then the summer after my senior year i, I touched 95 gotcha so that's that's a pretty atypical uh kind of story for for guys that they're hard like most of them are like blowing 85 by the time they're a freshman in high school like do you feel like that was a, a benefit to you in, in the fact that you maybe had to learn to pitch a little bit more or had to develop your mechanics a little bit more like how do you how do you view the fact that you were much more of like this late bloomer uh type of pitcher I think that that helped me in a lot of ways, especially um, just kind of gave me a, a chip on my shoulder, honestly, just, I mean, I felt like I had to work harder than everyone. And, and I mean, I still, I feel like I still have that chip on my shoulder just because I feel like I was, was so un, under, underappreciated throughout high school and, and even in junior college. So uh, it, it just kind of gave me that, that chip on my shoulder and want to work harder than everyone. And I think it, it kind of led me to be where I am now, just, just having that, that chip and wanting to work harder every day. Take me through that growth spurt, right? You said you grew, um, I think I read you grew eight inches over that summer. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so me personally, I grew eight inches uh, sophomore or leading to my freshman year. Um, so I have like stretch marks all through my back. Like, um, do you have like a bunch of stretch marks? Like, did you have growing pains? Like, did you have to shut down throughout? Like, w- was there anything about that process that, that made it a little bit tricky growing so fast? Or was it just pretty smooth? Yeah, yeah I actually had to shut down throwing junior junior year for a little bit. Actually, from for my whole junior season, I couldn't throw. I had like the the little league elbow, little league shoulder, okay. like growth plate issues. Um, and then my freshman year at Walter State, I was I was still having those same growth plate issues. 
and then they, I guess they finally closed up um, after that year. But yeah, I, I had to shut down throwing. I had I had back issues, uh, hip issues, um, so it, it was good to grow that much. But like just growing in that short of a short of a time, I think it led to a lot of other issues that that kind of prevented me from throwing and, and doing what I wanted to do. So it, it was it was tough uh, for for those few years. So do you credit like a coach that you had at the time or like your maybe your, your parents for like kind of pulling you from competing? Like is, is this something where it was so painful you just couldn't play or is it something where like you were kind of recommended, hey, let's let's take it easy so that you don't do permanent anything permanent or, or damage to your body? Like do you credit a coach with like holding you back because you wanted to compete or was it like there's no way I can play? I'm in too much pain. Uh, it, it was honestly I, I was in too much pain. I think I actually ended up uh, fracturing the, the growth plate from from trying to throw. Um, and I, I was just in, in so much pain all the time. And, they, and um, the doctor that did my Tommy John surgery, actually, I saw him in high school as well because um, he's, he's from the Knoxville area. And he, and he was like, it's not going to get better unless you just stop throwing and, and let it heal and, and let yourself grow a little bit. So, I mean, I, I guess if I give credit to anyone, it'd be him and my high school coach. They kind of let, let me take my time and, and do what I needed to do to, to grow and and I guess feel good throwing. So, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I was in a lot of pain, but they, they really led me to shut down as well. Do you feel like that was, uh, it was somewhat helpful to be a little bit of a late bloomer where there wasn't this like pressure on you all through high school where you weren't like the guy that your team needed you to go like seven innings every single start. Like you could kind of like compete, but be a little bit under the radar where there wasn't this like overwhelming pressure the entire time, like being one of these top prospects. Like, do you feel like that was a benefit? Um, or was it, did it make it more challenging not being on any school's radars, like not knowing, like, am I going to play in college? Where am I going to play in college? Yeah, I think, I think a little bit of both. I mean, we talk about it a lot now, me and my parents, like my arms so, so much more fresh now, I guess is a word you could say. Just, I mean, I have, I haven't racked up the innings that a lot of people have and like, I'm just continuing to, to kind of climb up and get better every time. So I think it was a positive in that way. Uh, but I mean, it, it was tough going through high school. I was at a good program. Farragut High School is a good baseball program, so there was a lot of people getting recruited, and I was just kind of sitting in the back, like, "Am I gonna, am I gonna get any offers, or, or am I gonna be able to go to this this D1 school that I want to go to?" And um, it actually ended up being a blessing going to Walter State, but like at the time, it was it was kind of tough just being being in the back and not feeling like I was contributing at all. Do you feel like that was helpful in terms of the the mental side? like learning to, to kind of be a competitor and having to um, have more of an underdog mentality? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I, I've kind of carried that same mentality throughout, throughout Walter State. And even now, just every time I pitch, I'm just, I'm just kind of think back on the times like when I, when I wasn't pitching and I was just kind of sitting back and, and not contributing. So it makes it even better every time that I can go out there and, and contribute now to the team and, and continue to get better every time. Do you do you feel like you uh, you want to be a starter at the next level? Are you open to being a starter? You mentioned you don't you don't have a ton of wear and tear. You have a TJ, which we'll talk about here, uh, but you don't have maybe the hundreds and hundreds of innings over your career on your arm. Uh, is that something that you're open to doing, or because you kind of you get obviously put in this box as like closer profile just because of how you know how you throw? Um, is that something where you you kind of want to change that stigma and, and we would want to start at the next level, or you just wherever they'll put you, you're you're going to pitch. I mean, wherever they put me is good, but I mean, I'd love to start. I started it at Walter State, and and it was awesome. Um, actually, I, I threw four innings on on Sunday, so that was yeah. that was exciting to kind of know that I can I can do that still, and and kind of 
maintain my velocity. So I would love, I would definitely be open to starting, but it's just kind of wherever, wherever I end up. Has part of the approach been at Tennessee this year, like because you're coming off TJ, um, they're they're trying to like ramp you up a little bit more slowly um, versus maybe they maybe they might have wanted you to be a starter, but they're they're hesitant to do that because of the the workload and coming off surgery. Yeah, I mean, our coach is always always big on we we want to play our best in May and June just for the postseason. So they really wanted to to take it slow and make sure I was I was getting good reps, but I was still still comfortable and 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 not pushing it too much, especially. Um, I was only like 16 months out of Tommy John when, when the season started. So they didn't want to completely just throw me in there, but they still wanted me to get the experience that I needed. So it was more like one inning, two inning kind of, kind of outings. And I mean, even at the beginning, it was almost like two batters, just, just make sure I'm getting out there, but not doing too much. And now I think I'm kind of over that hump and, and starting to, to have them, have them trust me a little more. So it's exciting to, to kind of have gotten over that, that hump, but they definitely, Wanted, wanted to start out slow at the beginning of the year. Awesome. And obviously credit to them. Like that's not always the norm, especially at the, the college level mm-hmm. where these coaches are paid to win. So I, I've definitely seen examples of that in, in my experience where that doesn't happen. So credit to them. Um, let's touch on your Tommy John uh, rehab and the, the Tommy John uh, process in general. Um, take me through when that first happened. Like how, when did you know, first off, was it immediate pop or was it kind of a more gradual thing? Um, and then just take me through uh, kind of the process from that initial injury to kind of all the way through the rehab and, and how that how that went. So how did that go down? Yeah, um, so I got to Tennessee and and fall the fall of 2020, and I was like kind of I was kind of ramping up. That was after the COVID year, so I'd kind of been throwing continuously that whole year. And then um, we we had our first inner squad, and I, I threw one inning, and my very last pitch, I, I felt a pop. Um, luckily it was like, it was the end of the inning. So I kind of went off the field and, um, I almost like thought I just like imagined it. And then I, I went back out to, to start throwing the second inning. And I really, I, I guess I made a face or something and the, the trainer came out and was like, something doesn't look right. So I ended up having a, I think it was a complete tear. Um, and then I got, I got the Tommy John October of 2020 and uh, the, the first couple of months were really just kind of range of motion stuff, just trying to to get the to get the range of motion back. And and one thing you you touched on it before uh, before the podcast was uh, mobility. That was one thing we really focused on throughout the recovery, just because I was super I was a little heavier before, and I felt like I was super tight. And I think that might have led me to kind of put a lot more pressure on my elbow. So that that was one thing we focused on a lot. And I was just really trying to get as strong and as fast as I could throughout those first five months when I wasn't throwing and I was just lifting. And then um, I think at five months I started throwing. So that, that was around March. Um, it was, it was kind of the, the normal like structured throwing program coming back. Uh, and I really didn't have any problems until I got to about, um, I think I was about to get off the mound and I had some, it kind of like flared up a little bit. So we kind of pushed it back a little and then um it started feeling great after that. Um, so I got off the mound probably July, August, and then started throwing in scrimmages at the end of August, beginning of September. Um, and then I kind of threw continuously from then until the season started. So really just that one like very minor setback? Yeah, I wouldn't even really call it a setback. I think it was just kind of like the getting through the end of the long toss program, and I was kind of right. just like feeling it a little bit. Uh, so we And that was at the same time like – 
we went we went to Omaha last year, so it was kind of hard to get on that schedule. Um, so it just kind of like messed with the schedule a little bit. Um, that was really the only time I ever kind of stopped throwing at all was just that one little like two week period. Gotcha. So you touched on it here uh, before, but so you've been up to hundred hundred at Walter State. Um, what were the main main changes that you made uh, across that time frame? So you you mentioned mobility, like what type of stuff were you doing from a mobility standpoint? Um, have you always been pretty mobile or like are you just in that period of time the past year or two had, had started to feel tight um, or it was a complete like 180 in terms of the mobility and the ranges of motion that you were able to get. Um, and then maybe from a strength standpoint, like what, what else changed in your body across that 12, 16 months? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, at, at Walter state, I, I was really just trying to get as strong as I could. So I was honestly almost doing bodybuilder type workouts, um, just really trying to get as strong and, and as, as physical as I could. Um, I was probably up to almost 240 at, at Walters, and it, it was probably mostly muscle, but I was really not focusing on mobility at all. So I think that was one thing when I came here and I got hurt, I was, I was like, all right, I need to do something a little different and, and really like focus on recovery and mobility more so that I can, I can stay healthy and, and continue to get stronger, but in the right way. So, um, I kind of, I I'm like right under two thirty now. So I lost a little bit of weight, but I, I think I, I'm a lot stronger than I was and a lot faster. So I think in the long run, just kind of working on that mobility and trying to stay loose and, and getting in those deep positions has really benefited me a lot more than just trying to get as strong as I can. Gotcha. So that, that's something you've actively tried to work on. It's not just like like some people look at Aralus Chapman, right? Aralus Chapman naturally is very, very, very loose. Like he can just touch his like elbows behind his body, and it doesn't look like he does a ton of mobility work. Like he he can go and bench press, you know, three fifteen plus, and just like never loses that. But that's something that for you, you specifically emphasize that, specifically focused on it, and you've had to like you've had to work to get into some of those positions. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that I, I honestly every day I'll kind of go through through a pretty good routine with mobility, just trying to to stay loose and, and continue to get into those deep positions. And I think that's, that's helped me gain a little more on my velocity and also stay healthy this year. Uh, real quick, like what, what are some of the things you do there? Are you, are you doing like stretches for your pecs, your lats, your tricep? Mm-hmm. Um, are you doing soft tissue work or more like stretching type work? Um, are you just lifting through four ranges of motion? Like what, what type of stuff uh, do you do to work on that? Honestly, kind of all those, like I'll, I'll go in and foam roll and, and use a lacrosse ball, just kind of really get in into the pec in the back of my shoulder. Um, and and I'll, I'll kind of foam roll everything, but it's really important with the back of the shoulder and the lat and the pec, just kind of keeping those loose. And I, I do a lot of hangs uh, from, the, from the bar uh, before I get started. And then I'll go through a mobility routine, like kind of get my hips going and a lot of, a lot of pec stretching and, and really trying to get the back of my shoulder as loose as I can. Cause I, I had really bad, um, internal rotation problems in my shoulder mm-hmm. which kind of which kind of led to the injury as well so that's kind of something my trainer and and me have been focusing on a lot here at Tennessee um but yeah I mean I'll go through all that and and squatting I try to go through pretty deep ranges of motion I'll do occasionally do barbell bench press uh just just really trying to get into those ranges of motion that I'm going to be in pitching and 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 putting some force on it just so that I can I know that I'm able to handle it when I get out there and, and throw so while we're on this topic, like let's touch on some uh, some like physical stats. Um, I guess first thing you mentioned, you you were up to 240 and you've you've kind of dropped down 10, 15 pounds from from your heaviest. Mm-hmm. Um, 
have you mostly kind of lost fat or do you feel like you've lost a little bit of that bulk uh, and muscle mass as well? And how do you, how do you think about that? Like, do, you, do you find that like you found this happy medium where you're lean, but also mobile, but not, not too big, not too bulky? Um, or do you yeah. feel like there's no such thing as like being too strong, too big? Like um, talk to me about like that kind of spectrum. Where do you see it? Like, are you trying to get to 240, but mobile next year? Or you, you feel like you're in a very happy medium right now and this is just like the ideal for you where you're lean, loose, strong all at the same time? Yeah, I really like where I'm at. I mean, 240, I felt really good. Like I felt strong, but I just felt tight. So, I mean, if, if I could get there again and, and stay mobile, that'd be good. But just kind of where I'm at now, I feel like I'm, I have the mobility that I need and I'm continuing to even improve on that a little more. And I, I feel stronger than I've ever been. So I think where I'm at now, I'm, I'm at like 228-ish. I think that that's pretty good for me. Maybe, I mean, maybe like for an off season, I might try to get back up to 240 if I can stay mobile. But right now, I think I'm kind of right where I need to be with that. And you're so you're six five, right? Yeah, six five. Okay. Um, take me through like anything else in terms of like um, kind of body proportions that would be like different. Like, uh, do you know your wingspan? Like, do you have particularly long arms for your height that that you've like confirmed? um long fingers like are your fingers double jointed like is there is there anything like that really stands out that kind of differentiates you from like an, another six five pitcher honestly like I don't I don't really I don't I don't know my wingspan or anything but I, I don't think it's that crazy I, my fingers aren't long and I don't have any of the double jointed stuff I think one of the big things I've noticed is the uh pec mobility has mm -hmm. has really kind of helped me get in that that deep kind of retraction yep. um throwing wise but I mean other than that I don't think there's really anything crazy abnormal i mean I, I take working out super seriously so I'd, I'd like to think i'm probably probably stronger than than a lot of people um kind of my size but i mean other than that i don't think it's anything crazy give us an idea of some of your like lifting stats like um maybe dumbbell bench press like what you can you throw on 100 pound dumbbells or, like uh squat deadlift like just give us a quick idea of some of those numbers just for reference point yeah, I mean dumbbell bench press. The heaviest we have here is uh, I think 110, and I'm I'm doing those pretty easily. Um, barbell bench, I, I've been up to I think 345. That that was a, a year ago, so I don't know what I would I would do now. Um, deadlift is probably my my favorite lift. I I think I've done 635. I think I can if I could get one of the bigger bars. I don't know what I could do, but that's kind of all I could do right there. On and a trap bar, I'm not, or a straight bar the trap bar okay i'm not i'm not exactly sure my my squat um i've after tommy john uh i started doing the kind of like the belt squat so i don't really yep. know kind of what i'm getting there but i mean gotcha. I, i've taken one super seriously just kind of since i was in middle school so i think it's it's really paid off a lot so i have you have been on the kind of structured uh serious lifting then since like what 13 14 years old like that's something you you did even through high school yeah we our middle school had like a kind of little program thing. And then me and my brother would always try to do extra stuff. And I mean, that was more like kind of like push-ups and just like yeah. doing stuff like that. Like once I got into high school, it was, we had a pretty structured lifting program. Um, and then, like I said, me and Zach would just do extra, just kind of like look up stuff, honestly, just try to do whatever we could to get a little edge. And then Walter state, we lifted a lot. And then, me and my brother would would do some other stuff. Um, it was just kind of always trying to like get as strong as we could and look up stuff to just kind of get an edge and, and get a little better. So I was kind of always on a structured program and then kind of doing my own stuff on the side. 
Um, were you guys always like kind of more on the, the muscular side, like lean but muscular, or or was it like you guys were really hard gainers, like skinny, hard to put on weight, um, and you had to really like learn about nutrition, force like kind of force feed yourself, or was it, it was kind of just came easily for you to once you started working out, you started putting on size pretty easily. No, it was, it was actually really hard, um, especially going into high school. We were super skinny, um, like like really hard gainers, um, and we kind of we had to take it take it really seriously and learn a lot about it. Um, I spent a lot of time at the grocery store with, with our parents, just kind of trying to get as much as we could and, and like stay lean, but also really try to put on some weight. And I think uh, we kind of finally figured it out towards the end of high school and into junior college. Me and Zach would kind of make meals and, and, and uh, prepackaged meals for the week kind of thing at Walter State. So we, we really learned a lot about kind of nutrition, what we need to do to gain weight. You're going to give another hard gainer, uh, like a hard gainer college kid right now, like your top tip for putting on weight, like a six five hundred and ninety five pound pitcher. Like, what would your top tip be that helped you um, kind of turn the corner um, from where you were at to to finally being able to figure out how to like, okay, I can put on a pound a week, two pounds a week uh, once I figure this out. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, one of the huge things that made a difference was getting a lot of calories in at breakfast. Um, like trying to wake up a little earlier and eat, and eat a bigger breakfast, like not, not taking away from your sleep, but trying to make sure you get the calories in before class and, and, and even like snacks during the day, you kind of need to eat something every hour and a half. I feel like if you're trying to gain weight and then, I mean, mass gainer shakes can be good. I, I did that a lot in high school, just trying to get as many extra calories as I could. But I think breakfast was the, was the biggest thing for me. Yeah, that's one of the keys we always tell our guys is like, if you're trying to put in 4,000, 5,000 calories in a day, and you try to do it, like you don't eat breakfast, you don't eat your first meal till noon. Now you're like, you're trying to cram that into like an eight hour window versus if you get 1,000, 2,000 calories in first half of the day, it's like pretty easy to hit those numbers um, the second half yeah. of the day. Did you did you always like track your calories? Like, were you that religious about it? Or was it just like, I need to eat a bunch of meals and just eat a lot of food at every meal? Um, there, there was a little bit of time at Walter's uh, where I tried to track them. But, uh, I mean, at, towards the end of high school and, and going into Walter state, I was honestly just trying to eat as much good, clean food as I could. Um, and, and there was even some times where I would, I would eat dessert just to try to get some, some extra calories, but I was, I've always been pretty strict about what I eat and, and just mm -hmm. trying to make sure I get enough, but it's, it's still clean. Awesome. Um, going back to some of the, the physical stats, we, we kind of touched on the strength side. Like obviously you're, you rank pretty high on those numbers. Um, like any power numbers, like can you dunk a basketball super easily? Like, you know, your vertical jump, broad jump, like anything uh, you can think of from that standpoint. Uh, I don't, I don't know any, any of those numbers, but I mean, yeah, I can, I can dunk pr pretty easily. Um, I'm typically one of the, one of the faster guys when, when we run sprints here uh, for pitchers. So, I mean, I, I've kind of noticed a, a big increase in the power and, and speed, which I think has correlated a lot to throwing. Let's uh, let's real quick talk about. You mentioned your brother Zach. Um, so for people who don't know, you you have an identical twin, uh, Zach. On myself, I'm also a twin. Uh, not identical though. So fun fact. Um, you guys both threw upper nineties uh, at Walter State. Um, he so he had Tommy John as well. He had Tommy John about a year before you, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then he so he ran into some complications. Uh, I think you mentioned it was like scar tissue. Um, is there anything you can pinpoint that was maybe different about the, the rehab process? Cause kind of both you guys are on similar tracks and then that seemed to be where things kind of diverged and he kind of ran into those issues. Um, 
what can you pinpoint, um, if anything, about you? I know you might have had better resources available uh, at that time to you. Um, is there anything you can think of from that standpoint? Yeah, that, I think that was the biggest thing was, I mean, he had it at, at such a tough time. Like, he had it the January right before the seasons got canceled. So he was kind of doing most of the, like, heavy stuff on his own uh, and just kind of, like, trying to find people to throw with and, and all that. So he, he kind of had a had a tough couple months and then he got to Tennessee and I think it was August or the end of July so he was kind of past the the main parts where you really need someone so it was kind of trying to catch up at that point and that's when he kind of ran into the issues I think yeah I, th- I think you mentioned it a lot of it was like scar tissue related um mm-hmm. our experience like in those first couple months really is the critical point to like regain that range of motion and make sure that because that's when the scar tissue does get laid down is that he just didn't have anybody to work work through the scar tissue anyone to work through the range of motion do some of those mobilizations on him then? Yeah. I mean, he was, he was really kind of doing most of it on his own. And uh, so I, I guess it was, if you would have had someone, I'm, I'm sure it would have been a little different, but yeah, he, he was just kind of trying to do it on his own. And I think he, he needed someone to, to work with him. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I just think that shows how important it is, um, especially early on. Um, I've, I mean, I've had UCL surgery myself and like I had some scar tissue related issues, like with my nerve coming back and like, it's just such an important piece that people overlook. Like such mm-hmm. important, even most therapists overlook that as a, as a part of the treatment, even if they're doing like tissue work, like there's some things that we've kind of figured out that are very, very helpful from that standpoint. Um, yeah. Everyone wants to know about your kind of throwing routines. Um, take me through that. Like, did you do a lot of long toss in high school? Did you do, do a long, long toss now? Are you a weighted ball guy? Are you a, a plyo care ball guy? Like, what does your throwing program look like? currently and then yeah, I mean, how has that evolved yeah i mean i think it's going to disappoint a lot of people i i really i mean i long tossed in high school um pretty often but i once i got to to tennessee i, I really i don't long toss at all i'm, I'm really just kind of go back to maybe 120 feet and and just pull down I, i'm pretty high effort every day um i'm, I'm probably almost 100 percent effort most days throwing wise. And then, I mean, like if, if I throw a lot, maybe the next day I'll take it a little light, but um, I mean, I, I, I take the, the warm up super seriously and I kind of go through a J band routine. It's more of just kind of like get the shoulder moving and get the arm moving. And then I, I don't do weighted balls. I'll, I'll do the plyo balls, kind of the, the reverse throws and the, and the pivot picks um, and then throw, throw a couple, um, throw a couple like with a, with a little lighter one. Um, just to kind of get my arm moving, get my core going. Um, but that's, that's really it. I, I don't do a weighted ball program or, or plyo balls or anything like that. It's just kind of try to get my core activated and, and get everything going. And then I'll, I'll go out and just really throw pretty high effort every day. So when you, when you say throw high effort, like let's say you work out and catch play to like 120 feet, are you doing all that throwing like out of your delivery? Or are you doing like a shuffle throw? Or are you doing like a, a little like kind of curl hop type thing? Are you working through like different drills as you work out or is it just, it's all out of your delivery? Um, nor- mostly I'm like, kind of like from, from the stretch, almost just like sideways and throwing. And then um, I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to keep, keep the same mechanics going out and then I'll, I'll shuffle maybe like if, if we have a game or, or like, I know I'm going to throw that day, I'll probably do like five. But like, if it's, if it's a practice day, I'll pull down probably like five to 10 throws. Just, just really trying to like feel my body moving fast and, and um, just kind of 
feel like everything's on time. So that, that's kind of a big thing that I've noticed is like the timing for me. I can kind of almost feel when everything's um, moving right and, and my arms on time. So I, I think the the pulling down from 90 to 120 feet has, has helped me more than, than long tossing, especially for my arm path. Do you ever like radar gun the, the pull downs or, or any of that stuff? Um, or you're more just like using it to kind of feel like you can visually see when like the ball's popping and like that it came out at lower effort. Um, and, and was sequenced or have you like gone and like done the whole uh, like velo type thing with with pull downs? No, I, I've never done the velo on it. I can kind of kind of tell when it's good. And, and honestly, I don't really like at that point, I don't really want to like think about that too much. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm kind of just like I can tell when everything's on time and, and feel when it feels good. So I think that's kind of good enough for me. Maybe, maybe in the off season, I'll, I'll mess with some of that. But like right now, it's just kind of trying to feel the sequence on time and, and just kind of know when it's coming out of my hand. Good. Yeah. De definitely not saying you need to go do any of that stuff. Like you, you talk to like Jacob Bigram, it's a lot of the same, like he focuses on sequencing, being smooth, hitting positions. Like I am definitely not suggesting you need to go like change what you're doing at all. Um, are you, a, are you a just throwing on the mountain guy or, or do you like throwing flat rounds too? Like, do you, do you kind of do both or, or are you like, I feel like you need to get the timing right on the slope and don't do as much time on flat ground. Uh, I, I'd rather do like a short box than a, than a flat ground just because I feel like it kind of everything moves a little differently yeah. off the slope. But um, coming back from Tommy John, I, I threw a lot more flat rounds than I ever have. Um, just really trying to, to, to feel the spin off my fingers, especially with working on off speed pitches. Um, I, th I think that did help a lot, but I'm more of a I'd rather be, be off the mound and, and kind of feel the slope. Gotcha. Um, people wanted to know as well, like, do you typically have like a shutdown period in the off season? Like you, you said, you, you throw pretty, pretty often, pretty high effort. Um, what's your normal, like yearly kind of cycle look like? I know obviously like you haven't, you know, it's not like you've been playing in the big leagues for 10 years to where you like have a set routine. Um, but do you, do you normally like to take a month off, two months off, three months off, or, or just kind of keep playing light catch through the off season? Uh, I kind of like to keep playing light catch. I feel like just if I'm focusing on lifting and, and not keeping my arm moving at all, um, I'll just kind of get tight and, and not be able to, to feel the, to feel the same once I start throwing again. So I think if I'm just kind of even playing light catch every, every couple of days when I'm really focusing on lifting and trying to get stronger, I think that that helps me a lot more in the long run. So I'm kind of, maybe I'll take like a week or two completely off of throwing. But other than that, I like to just kind of keep my arm moving in some way. Just, just feel, feel those positions, even if it's not as high effort just kind of try to, to keep the arm moving and, and feel that arm pass still. How does your, um, how does your lifting change in season? So like, um, for me personally, like if I, I try to get in pretty deep positions, like I've got pretty good mobility, maybe not quite where you're at. Um, but if I go like heavy pressing, heavy bench, like there will be like a one to two day period where like I can tell I'm not getting in good positions, like on my body, like it's kind of tight for like those next 24 to 48 hours. Like, a, do you feel that or you can go lift heavy and like you feel completely fine the next day? Um, or do you have to adjust things consciously around your bullpen schedule around like in season uh, to make sure that you're not sore and you're not getting that kind of uh, upper body tightness feeling at any point? Yeah, um, I, I usually I mean, it's kind of weird being a reliever just because I, I don't really know exactly like when I'm going to pitch. But we usually lift Monday, Monday and Thursday. So right after the weekend and then right before the next one. So um, I'm kind of trying to push myself on Monday and, and I take working out super seriously and it's kind of one of my favorite things to do. So 
I'm still pushing myself weight wise. Uh, usually like a, a squat and then and then a bench kind of full body lift on Mondays. Um, and and I'm going pretty heavy on, on those because I feel like I can recover pretty well now. Um, and then on Thursday, it's usually a, a deadlift and a some kind of overhead movement. And I mean, I, I'm pushing myself in all of them. Maybe if if I'm a little sore, I'll take it a, lighter. But right now, I don't. My body feels good, so I haven't really seen any reason to not kind of keep yeah. pushing myself. Do you find that like the next day after you really push yourself on like a pressing movement or like a chest a bench press movement that you feel like tight at all, or you're just like it's all the same? Like you feel fine? Yeah, like I'll feel I'll feel a little tight, maybe kind of in my pec or the back of my shoulder but once i get moving and and work it out I, i'm big on the the lacrosse ball up there so i mean i think that once i kind of get it moving and get it worked out i usually feel pretty good so i haven't really had a problem with that this year um is there anything athletically that you, you can do that's like maybe different from everybody else like if, if there is um like one thing that you do that's like way better than everybody else on the team like can you walk on your hands do a backflip like throw a medicine ball further than anybody else like What's like one thing that that everyone's like? How the hell does he do that? I actually do walk on my hands a lot. Uh, okay. I almost use it as arm care, um, kind of after I pitch. I I think I can probably do that a lot better than than most people. And did you just um, teach yourself that like through through high school, or how'd you learn to do that? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was just me and Zach having handstand competitions all the time, <laughs> and when we were younger, and then I just kind of kept doing it, and I think it honestly helps helps my shoulders and and everything kind of recover and, and feel a lot better and just continue to get stronger. So, I mean, it was just kind of one of those things where I I just randomly started doing it and, and I liked it and how it felt, so I just kept yeah. doing it. Um, medicine, medicine ball stuff I've gotten pretty good at, just kind of throwing it. I feel like throwing it a lot harder and, and faster. So that's one thing I've, I've focused a lot more on this year too um, is medicine ball work as well. Yeah, it's super interesting you talk about the the handstands and uh, like the hangs like those are two things we've we've started doing a lot of with our guys like i taught myself how i can walk like 60 feet on my hands now like couldn't like a year ago um one of the things i feel when doing those is like it like locks your scaps into position like you can feel everything really you feel really stable in that overhead position and same with the hangs like you feel like you're just rock like you're a rock star in this position like where you're overhead is that what you feel when you do them like like you kind of just feel like you're you're learning to deal with the instability and just strengthening everything around the scap. Like, um, what do you like? What do you feel when you're when you're doing those? Like, obviously, you're a huge fan of them. Yeah, definitely with the handstands, I think it's it's the stability aspect of it. Like, I just feel like everything's getting so much stronger in the back of my shoulder due to being in that position. I mean, you're basically holding your whole body weight with with your shoulders almost. So, I mean, I feel like it's the stability part of it is is really big, and the hangs. I just feel like just help everything kind of lengthen out, especially the lat. It just makes my lats usually feel really good. So the, those are something I do every day um, is, is hanging. Um, and I, I think I've seen a lot of benefits with that just in my overall arm health, just kind of how it lengthens everything out and makes everything feel pretty good. So. so when you're doing the hanging, like, is that like one set in your warm up, or is that, are you like accumulate, are you doing like sets to failure? Are you doing one arm hangs? Are you like accumulating like five minutes of hang time a day? Like how do you how do you work those into the program? How do you work the handstand stuff in? Yeah, uh, with the hangs, it kind of depends on like if, if I'm more sore or less sore. But I'll usually try to get a couple minutes in a day, um, just like a couple sets of maybe like a minute, a minute and a half, just however I'm feeling. And then and there'll be some days where I'll just try to like do it as long as I can to failure. 
Um, and then the handstands is more kind of after I throw in a game or, or like the next day, I'll do a lot more of those. Um, that's not really as much of an everyday thing now, but, um, probably like two or three times a week, I'll try to do those. Gotcha. Um, so one thing I saw in your, your interview with pitching ninja with Rob Freeman, I've known him for like 10 years. Um, you showed your fastball grip. And one thing that struck me is it's pretty standard grip, but your fingers are right together. Have you, mm-hmm. have you tried, have you, like, did you used to throw with your fingers maybe a little bit further apart and you realize that there's some uh, benefit for you or you can throw harder, you get better spin efficiency? Um, like, why do you have your fingers that close? Is it just because it feels good? Yeah, well, I used to have my fingers apart in high school and then there were, I was I was just playing, uh, I think it was probably like my junior, senior year. I was playing with a kid and he was like, hey, I, I throw my fingers together. You should try it. And I just tried it and it, it felt way better. Uh, I felt like it was coming out harder and I could honestly, like, I just felt more comfortable that way. Um, so I just continued to do it from then on. And it's just kind of like the most comfortable way for me. Like if I try to throw my fingers apart now, it just feels weird. And, and yeah. like, it, I don't know, I, I just, I just kind of came comfortable with that grip. Yeah. No, that's a common thing that we'll see is like when, if guys are gripping too far apart, it's like, I mean, you're, you're halfway almost to a splitter at that point. Um, so just in terms of like applying force through the actual back of the baseball, um, that's one of the things that we'll see a lot of times, like a mile an hour tick if we adjust that grip. So mm-hmm. I just thought that was interesting, like how, how you held it that way. Um, are you a big data guy? Like, do you, uh, I know you guys obviously like collect data at Tennessee, but like, do you look at the numbers? Are you trying to shape your, you know, slider in the off season? Are you working on carry on your fastball? Like, do you, do you look at the numbers at all? Or do you just kind of go out there and throw and compete and let the coaches worry about that? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of more just go out there and, and throw and, and compete and try to do what I can to help the team win. But uh, in the off season, I do try to, like, kind of make my pitches as good as I can. Uh, so I'll, I'll look at I'll, I'll look at numbers and, and video then. But during the season, I'm kind of just go out there and, and do what I can to help the team win. And if I feel good and, and my pitches are working, like, I don't really feel like I need to worry about the numbers during the season. For sure. What What's uh... – what's kind of one of your goals for a, for a pitch like next off season? Like, like are you trying to adjust a movement profile on your fastball? Are you trying to sharpen the slider? Like what's, or trying to add a pitch? Like what's your, what's your take there? I really want to try to add like kind of a, a cutter, just something a little harder than my slider is now mm-hmm. um, just to kind of play off the fastball. Um, I think that's probably the next step for me. There's a cutter or, or like a harder slider um, this next off season. Awesome. Um, let's talk about your mechanics. Obviously, that's what people want to know about. Um, kind of just take, taking me through, um, if, if you wouldn't mind, like kind of walk through this, like what you're trying to do, um, just kind of start to finish, if you don't mind. Like, yeah. are, are you thinking anything um, as you kind of go through your patterns? To be honest, I don't really think mechanically much when I'm, when I'm throwing. Um, one, one big thing for me is just kind of like feel. Like I can, I can really feel when, when everything's on time and, and like, really, I'm just kind of up there. Like I'm going to throw this ball as hard or close to as hard as I can every time. And, and whatever happens when I let go of, it's kind of out of my control. So one, this positions I think is probably the most important for me. And the one I can feel the most is when, when I really get like retracted up there with my shoulders. Um, That's kind of one that. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, sorry. So, so you mentioned like you can feel like on time when you say mm-hmm. you feel on time, like, is that the, is that for you the ability to like 
float the arm, have the arm up and back right when that front foot hits. Like, like you can feel that versus like maybe when your arm is like not quite that far back. Like that's what you're trying to feel when you talk about the pull downs, talk about getting the timing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really my arm when, when my foot hits is what, is what I'm trying to feel. And I can kind of tell when it's even just a little bit slow or a little bit too quick. Um, it's just like that position right there is like subconsciously, like what, what I'm trying to, to feel what I'm throwing. Um, and I'm really just trying to stay like calm with my body and not trying to like be too aggressive. Cause that, that was a problem I had uh, earlier in the fall coming back from Tommy John is I'd be too aggressive and, and try mm -hmm. to like whip my arm through too fast and I would kind of be out of control. So just kind of trying to stay under control and then hand speed, just trying to rip the ball as fast as I can is really kind of all I'm thinking. So a big focus for you then was like the timing of the intensity. It's not like not muscling up too early, but mm -hmm. like allowing the throw to kind of like unfold um, and allowing yeah. like you talk about like late, late hand speed, applying that effort at the last second versus uh too soon in the throw yeah like to be honest i'm I'm really just like up until this point that you have on the screen like i'm just kind of like calm like I, I i slowed down my my gather step um and then my, my leg lift just kind of really trying to just like stay calm through the whole thing and then once my once my foot hits and my arms up that's when i'm like, all right, I'm going to try to throw this as hard as I can. Like, just really kind of try to use everything I have gotcha. at that point. But up until then, it's kind of just trying to be smooth and, and not do – not, like, rotate too early or do too much. Gotcha. So this this point this point is more just like a gather. Um, there's no, like, active pushing into the rubber. There's no, like, trying to jump off the rubber. You're just kind of feeling your, your, your self-balanced gathered over your lower half. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of – that's kind of all I'm really even even thinking about then is just kind of staying smooth and and gather okay. everything up there over my over my back leg. And then as we get into like the the hip rotation, um, are you are you kind of trying to like rotate your hips fast, or are you more just kind of like relaxing them into landing, like just letting them kind of get into positions and relax open, and just feeling loose with it? Yeah, it's just it's just really kind of relaxing open. Um, one thing that that Coach Anderson, our pitching coach, really worked on with me coming back was I would stride kind of across my body. Mm -hmm. So he kind of tried to open, open it up a little bit. So that I think that led to my hips working a lot better and just kind of being able to relax open instead of having to like rip them through as fast as I could. I think that led to like this position I'm in here with where, where my hips are open, but my shoulders still back. Are you, so have you done any work to like try to stay directional then? Like, um, because I know you mentioned that with, with uh, Rob Friedman, like what type of stuff did you do or just like consciously thinking about like not striding cross body or did you do any like specific drills or like draw the line on the mound to like try to stay on the line? Mm -hmm. um, what type of what type of stuff did you do to, to get away from being as cross body? Yeah, I actually started doing the, I would draw the line on the mound and I would do like dry reps with a towel, like hundreds of them before I even started actually throwing again after Tommy John. So it was kind of, just like ingraining that in my head before I even came close to throwing a baseball off the mound. Um, and then that kind of led to catch play. I would kind of try to find a line on the field and, and try to like see where I was finishing and, and think about striding directionally to the mound. And I think that really helped everything kind of fall together with my mechanics and like my hips, my hips kind of can just 
do their thing and I don't have to think about anything. And then my, that leads to my arm being on time and then just everything going from there. At what point for that change did that go from like you had to think about it to being automatic, right? Was that just in the, the towel drills early on um, where you were thinking about it? But as soon as you started actually like bringing up the intensity, you, you found that that's the change that stuck? Or is that something that you still kind of like catch yourself or have to remind yourself um, now and then? I think it kind of stuck like once I started throwing actual bullpens and like feeling kind of what th- this position actually feels like with a, with a baseball in my hand. Um, the towel drills were, were good, but I think until I actually started um, feeling it like actually high effort throwing, I, I kind of knew what I needed to look for and feel for. So that, I think that's when it really kind of stuck in my head. Do you still do dry work, like to work on your routines, work on the direction? Um, or is that more just because you couldn't, you weren't allowed to pick up a ball yet? And so you kind of use it as like a bridge uh, until you could start throwing. And now like throwing is your is your thing. Yeah, I'd say probably a couple times a week I'll do like some towel drills on the mound. Like if I, if I haven't gone gotten off the mound in a couple of days, I'll, I'll, I'll get up there and, and do some towel drills before I, before I toss just to kind of feel the slope and, and feel my body moving. Um, but definitely not as much as I did um, yeah. at that time. Yeah, I think pe- people sometimes give towel drills a, a bad rap because, you know, that. They think of like somebody setting up a bucket in front of the mound and like you have to jump and like hit the bucket and like mm-hmm. obviously a terrible idea, but like just doing dry reps to feel something out and just having something in your in your arm um, to slow it down so that it's it's not as stressful on your arm. Like me personally, I know I've done that. And I've I've seen benefits of that. So um, that's mm-hmm. just interesting to hear that that that's your experience. Um, let's go into like this position right here, like as you go, as you get from that position where you're like, I'm on time, I can feel my arm back, like it's go time to ball release. What do you feel like? What are you feeling there? Are, are you, do you feel like your arm is just like along for the ride, like really like lagging super deep and you're just getting like this, this big like rip and like, mm-hmm. like stretch? Um, do you feel like the arm is the thing leading the way or the chest leads the way and the arm is coming, just coming through? uh secondary um like what what do you feel there from from that like stretch position to ball release honestly i i feel like um i'm i'm thinking hand speed but my arms kind of just kind of like once once i get back and, re- and retracted back there it's almost kind of like just let let my body do do the work and and i think the core is a big part of it and then so um, you're, you're feeling kinda, like right here almost like this is this yeah. is the chest is the thing leading the way and the arm is almost yeah. like it's almost like lagging a hair behind there, and then the arm. Yeah, I almost through. like my, my front my front arm is, is just as important as my throwing arm. Just kind of like um, pulling with that, and just keep keeping my core rotating, and in the same like not not getting too ahead of myself. Almost just kind of like letting my core rotate, and then my arm will follow, and and then I kind of think hand speed at the end. If that gotcha. Makes sense. Yeah. So so you you do kind of like. It's pretty much like glove arm core, glove arm core, and then like last second. Now you're like, yeah, let's bring the arm into this throw. Yeah, I'm kind of like, all right, now let's let's rip it at the last second. Yeah, awesome. Um, I'm curious, where like where do you get sore from throwing? Like, are you, are you just back of the shoulder, lat, like a little bit of forearm, or or not really get sore at all? Uh, I honestly haven't really been been getting that sore this year, which is good, but. If I do, it's usually back of shoulder and and lat, and maybe a little bit lower back. Gotcha. But you're able to recover pretty well, and like, because you say you throw high effort, like, 
what three, four, five days a week, you're, you're throwing it pretty good. Yeah, I think that's that's helped my recovery a lot. Just kind of, I mean, I'm prepared to do that every day now. So it's kind of once I get in the mound and do it, or get in a game and do it, I'm I'm able to recover a lot faster after. Do you find that that was something you had to really build up to? Like after Tommy John, it was like initially like you might be sore from like 20 pitches at 80 percent but like you had to build up to that capacity over time or have you always been a guy that you don't really get that sore you have kind of a rubber arm no that was definitely something that i had to build up to and and the um i mean just working through that throwing program and and coming back in the fall i, I think i was just trying to build my arm up as much as i could so uh, throwing the high effort every day i think i, I was able to build that up and then now just kind of lead to where I am now. I'm not really even getting too sore after I throw. So it was, it was definitely something I had to build up and, and work on. I'm curious. Uh, you mentioned that the, your coach at Tennessee, uh, Anderson, tried to kind of get you a little bit more directional, um, but has you know largely not messed with you a ton. Uh, have you had coaches try to change you, like all through middle school, high school, um, where you had to like – you know, maybe were like, screwed up a little bit mechanically and had to like figure that out? Or have you largely had hands-off coaches? Like, has anyone come in and tried to like really screw up or, or change or adjust your mechanics over time? Or has it really just been like this natural evolution of, um, these are just the patterns that have kind of emerged over time from trying to throw hard and trying to be smooth? Yeah, no, all my coaches have been have been awesome. Like they've all kind of been hands-off and let me just kind of naturally, I mean, if, if I'm trying to throw hard, I'm probably going to get into good positions and they've kind of just let me progress throughout the years and, and see where I can get with that. So I haven't really had anyone try to do anything drastic. I mean, in high school, like obviously they're going to try to help me here and there and, and at Walters here and there. But um, I mean, it, it's really just kind of, I'm trying to throw it hard and my body's going to naturally get in these positions. So they're kind of keeping their hands off there. Gotcha. I mean, just, just to share like kind of my, my take on this is, um, I've been through like minor league process. I've coached hundreds of athletes like who've been through the process. So many of the guys who've thrown like a hundred miles an hour um, don't currently throw hundred at somewhere, somewhere along the lines, like either injury um, or um, in a lot of cases, like it was a coach trying to put a stamp on a guy, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, so my advice to you is like, you sound like you really understand what makes you good and why you're able to throw as hard as you like throw. Um, the better you can understand that, the better you can like fend off if someone's trying to put their stamp on you and change things because you're in such a, you're in such a good spot right now for, for where your mechanics are that if someone comes in and says like, Hey, you have to shorten your arm action. Hey, you got to do this. You got to do that. It's like, hopefully by at this point you like understand what makes you good. And it sounds like you, you do to where you can have like a little bit of like, this is how my body likes to move. Um, and, and not running. There's so many guys like first round guys throw hundred in high school come in. Now they throw 94 because like they were changed. So um, I think that's great that you, ha- you seem to have a feel and understanding of like what has made you successful um, to where it's, it's just being cognizant of that because you're going to run into that at the next level and just mm-hmm. being aware that that's going to, that's going to come and knowing ahead of time, like why, what makes you successful so that, that, that it's less likely to screw you up down the road. That would just, that just be my, like, I have to tell you that <laughs> just for, yeah. for my sake so that you, you can kind of be aware um yeah thank you yeah what uh just to piggyback on that as well like my just to insert my my theory here it's like to throw a hundred like so many things have to go right that almost any change you make to a guy is going to screw him up to throw 103 104 105 like 
almost like if I anything you change about your mechanics right now is most likely not going to help because it's like everything has to go perfect. So just like remembering that it's like you're in a good spot right now. Um, I mm-hmm. think everyone can see that and we're pretty excited for like seeing the future of Ben Joyce. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I think that was a kind of a problem I had early in my college career was I would try to change something every time I threw and then I just kind of realized like if I'm going out there and, and trying to throw hard and, and compete, like I think my body's just going to get into the positions that it needs to be to throw hard. So, and I think that's also kind of helped from from going out there and throwing hard every day is my body can continuously is in those positions and and i think it's helped with mobility and and everything else just getting deep into those positions and and putting force on it so yeah i think it's just kind of like letting my body do what it what it needs to do yeah no and that's exactly right that's and you're, you're finding those positions like emerge naturally versus forcing them trying to be robotic like just i think you're in a great spot right now um two final questions um do you do you look at any of the comments online like there you know there's so many people that seem to like say like Tommy John incoming like this guy's not like couldn't compete at the next level like what do you see when you see those comments like does that just fire you up or you're just like I don't even care about those people um you know do you, you said you have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder like I'm just curious like what do you think when you see some of those uh kind of kind of haters uh posting on some of your stuff yeah, I mean, it doesn't really bother me, honestly. If anything, it kind of it kind of does fire me up a little bit. Like, I mean, I guess if you have people saying that stuff about you, you're probably doing something right, to be honest. So, um, I don't know. I, I I don't really try to look at it too much, but I mean, people will even comment on my Instagram pictures or something. They'll be like, "Tommy John incoming," or "See you and <laughs> see you and Tommy John in a couple of years." Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. I just try to kind of push that away. I don't know. It doesn't affect me too much. Yeah, like, or can he command it, right? They're like, it's yeah. one of five, can he command it? It's like, I think you've shown you can command it. Um, what's one thing you, you could tell, you wish you could tell your younger self? Like, if you go back in time to, like, the 15-year-old Ben Joyce, um, like, what would it be? Or if you could talk to, like, a high school pitcher uh, right now who's like, I really want to play the next level. Like, what would your, what would your piece of advice be or something you, you regret that you, you would go back and change? Yeah, I mean, if I could talk to my younger self or high school player, I'd probably just say, trust the process. Like you're not going to get that instant, instant fix and just magically like have, have those offers you want. You got to put in, put in a lot of work and, and a lot of hard hours that, that a lot of people aren't going to see. Um, and I think that really kind of helped me a lot. Um, just, I kind of had that chip on my shoulder. So I wanted to work harder than everyone. And so you just kind of have to trust the process. Even if you're, you're on a team with guys getting recruited and you're not, or, or if you just feel like you're not growing or, or gaining weight like you need to, you just you just got to keep putting in putting in the work and and doing what you need to do to to get to the next level and get to where you want to be, and, and eventually it's going to work out. Awesome, and obviously that that involves having a process, right? Like trust the process mm-hmm. doesn't mean, just mean like do what everyone else is doing. Like putting in the work, mm-hmm. part of that means like if you got to go do the research and fit, learn about nutrition and, and find someone who understands strength training or or uh, you know figure out about mechanics like part of that is like developing your own process. Yeah, right. definitely. I mean, I, I did a ton of research on, on nutrition and, and what do I need to eat to gain weight and what do I need to do to, to get stronger in this area or, or throw harder in, in this area? Like what positions do I need to be in? Just, I mean, it, it was a lot of research and a, and a lot of work for sure. Yeah. I think that's what people, a lot of people don't see is like 
what happens on the field is like the tip of the iceberg for what it actually takes. It's like, mm. it's easy to go to practice, try hard for your 20 pitches in your bullpen. Like it's easy to compete on the field. What people don't see is like the guys like you who are obsessed, they're thinking about it 24 seven. They're like going home. They're like, what can I do to get better now? What do I need to do differently? What can I learn about? Um, yeah. A lot of people like take that for granted. They don't, they don't understand. Like there's a, there's a constant like, need to get better and learn and, and improve the process so it's really cool mm-hmm. to see that like that's that's the process you've taken you're yes you have like some genetic gifts but there's so many like six five guys who have good mobility and are strong but mm-hmm. you've taken it to that next level where you've really developed your own process and have an understanding uh and, and a reason for it wasn't a mistake that you got here right that's that's mm-hmm. what to me is the coolest thing it wasn't a mistake so yeah. i think that's really valuable yeah thank you um, that's all I got for you, man. I, I really appreciate you coming on. I know you, I know you're busy. I know you got, uh, some more one of fives to throw. So I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll let you get back to it. Um, any final thoughts, any, anything you want to kind of leave the viewers with? I mean, just like, I mean, like I said, you, you gotta, you gotta trust the process. Like there's not going to be a, be a quick fix. You kind of gotta keep, keep doing, doing your thing and find what works for you and just let, let your body naturally do what it's going to do and don't try to change something in a day so i mean that's kind of what what i would give to my younger self and and anyone who's trying to throw harder awesome man well thank you ben so much uh, for doing this Uh, i think the people are going to love it um Mm -hmm. obviously they can follow you on social media and and keep in touch um we are very much looking forward to to following your future pro career and uh, seeing what what everything has in store for you awesome thank you yeah thank you for having me that was fun yeah for sure man all right thanks again all right